was putting I was putting a, a new car seat in uh, in the in the car during part of this. So like think of the frustration that may or may not entail over the course of 40 minutes. I'm surprised you <laughs> made it here. A lesser man wouldn't have, but we got V-Zooms. You know, you can't get that on every wrestling channel. Other wrestling channel hosted by just abject losers who wouldn't know a car seat from a door floor. And here we got V-Zooms, man, it can do it all. Just like AW Dynamite, opening with Darby Allen and Swerve Strickland. I think sort of a nice reminder for both you and I, Zooms, or at least an example of why we like this show. Two guys we like wrestling and what is going to get some time in the opening spot. They do, I think, maybe a better match than I was even expecting. I really liked this opening match between Darby and Swerve. Sort of a combo of the the smoothest wrestler. And, I mean, Darby's smooth, too, in his own way. But there's, like, a recklessness to Darby, too. The the footlock on the rope. The Of course, we all know how aggressive, aggressive his uh, suicide dives are. I was just... Sometimes wrestling itself just hits right like i was running really late to getting home today and had sort of an annoying work day mm. stirred up quickly a snacks heat up some leftovers from last night sit down on the couch at like one minute to go before dynamite notebook in hand okay done my day settling light in. the fuse yeah light the fuse bring the boom right and i really felt like darby allen versus <laughs> swerve strickland was just washing over me in the best way i was like yes man how many years of my life was I like, ah, Monday Night Raw, here we go, after work, turn it on. And it's Stephanie McMahon jawing for 30 minutes into a match <laughs> that has a fucked finish. Like, fuck me. Uh, th this, is, this is just very nice. And these were two guys who were put in the spot with high expectations and just fully delivered. Fully, fully, fully delivered for me. Uh, did you have an? I like. The, I was eager to go no sleeves today. To be honest, we, we got it's, so, it's so hot. It's so we we don't have the AC going yet either. It's so hot in here. Um, so yeah, no. I mean, I think a couple times in the show over the course of the show, I was struck of like, oh, I'm getting some stuff that I explicitly had asked for, and one of those things is Swerve Strickland being back on the show in any capacity, but specifically and especially in singles matches uh yeah. and with things built around him with story with like there's not long you look i mean geez it's fourth month already but six months ago we were sitting here and being like swear strickland is top three most interesting guys on this show like need to see what he's doing next can't wait to see where this thing goes and we get uh paused a little bit muddled up with some of the uh the goons that he had trench and uh parker boudreau and the mogul associates and the split from keith wasn't exactly as um momentous as we wanted it to be in the moments it was happening i think swerve back on the show back consistently um back wrestling in singles matches is a huge plus is a huge boon it, you look at the pre-show cards and swerve is on it in a singles match uh that is very appealing to me so um, that alone sort of gets it a, a thumbs up for me. And I really like Darby's style. And I, and I we yeah. talked many times about this opening slot and who I think does and doesn't fit in it. I think Darby has proven time and time again, he does uh, absolutely belong in that space. And against Swerve, like it's a, it's a, it's a good matchup with guys that know each other, but it's not, we're not, it's not Dolph Ziggler against uh, Kofi Kingston where it's like yeah. a best of 70. It's like they, they come together <laughs> and they go apart and they come together and they go apart. You sort of always know it's going to be good. And they do a good job, of course, 
many, many times we talked about this, but they do a good job of like allowing themselves to acknowledge their history outside of the company as well, right? Swerve is able to acknowledge that like I had a huge part in in you being who you are and sort of I was a huge part of your past, even though it didn't happen here, even though it didn't happen on camera, even though it didn't happen in this company, it happened between you and I, so it counts. You sort of get the izzy and Pereira, if you want to right like I, I i ran you out of a different place you had to come here and now i'm here with you i'm here to haunt you and, and continue to take things from you maybe not to that extreme obviously no, but sort of an idea a boogeyman of, situation to some yeah degree. absolutely right so um all a long way to say that i just like having swerve on the show i'm very happy to have swerve um talking and interacting and showcasing um he's different he's unique he's exciting he's somebody you can show to just by anybody and they'd be like, that guy's cool. That guy knows what he's doing. That guy fucking rocks. And uh, just pluses all around to have him on the show. 100%. And I think for the Swerve Strickland super fans in the chat or on here, of which I would include myself, there's a lot of reason for optimism on today's show. He does lose to Darby Allen here, which is probably the right result with Darby being a likely challenger for the world title, maybe even next. But he bookends the show. He's here in the first segment, and then we see him right again at the end of the show, put in a position of prominence where we know where he is likely heading. And that is exactly where we probably wanted him to head a couple months ago. McVander Huge reminding us he did release a record recently. So now maybe he's back and ready to kick up the Keith Lee feud. So loved this opening match a great deal. Thought it really delivered on the promise of two guys that, as you really uh, eloquently laid out, were really into. And then who's out? MJF's out in a, a blue suit. And like sort of rectangle sunglasses, I, I think safe to say, looking resplendent uh, as he marched his way down to stare <laughs> at Darby Allen. I, I thought MJF, not that, this is tough to say, MJF is obviously a giant star. There's no getting around that. I don't think in some ways, like he's not Kenny Omega in my mind yet. There is a difference there in terms of the way they can carry themselves. But there are things he can do to close that gap, and he really has every tool, as we discussed. But something MJF did here, I'm just such a fan of, and he did it with Jungle Boy the other week, too. He makes Darby Allen look like shit here and talks a, a good game. But in the beginning of this promo, makes a big deal about how good he thinks Darby is, that he thinks their opening match at Full Gear is one of the best matches in, I think, yeah, there's this AEW history or wrestling history. He gets the the crowd hey let's give it up for darby 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 everybody loves darby you were great and then he makes this whole situation sort of about how sting is overshadowing darby and wants darby to help him stay forever young and relevant and you'd be better without your daddy sting i think he puts it do you want to respond to anything here Zeus, or should i walk through the sting portion of no get, get through it get through it then out comes Sting. He's heard enough of Darby Allen. Actually, I should talk about Darby's promo here. Back to MJF afterwards, because it really was outstanding. And if you told me Darby and MJF were going to have a promo off, I wouldn't guess that in the exchange. I would actually prefer Darby Allen's promo. Because he hit MJF where it hurts. Maybe a better understanding of the MJF character than some people. Are you happy is the crux of this promo. I remember, Max, when we first met, we were wrestling in front of 40 people, and we both thought that national television would fix all of our problems. If we could just get a steady paycheck off of wrestling, all of our problems would go away. But I then learned that that's not the case in this plastic world that, you know, to, uh, national television is just another material thing. And you have no idea of that. You're at the top, the biggest star, and you're not happy at all. This is like actually good. 
like a good, well-delivered promo that makes sense about the character from Darby Allen. Where I I don't suspect if MJF was going on full octane and doing the thing that this Darby could breathe, but man, he he really got the best out of Darby tonight. And I thought the angle Darby took on promoing against MJF was more compelling than the you're a selfish guy thing that we we is kind of run ground at this point. Yeah, it, it it introduces a consequence to the selfishness, right? It's one thing to sort of say like you're a selfish guy and that's bad. Yeah. It's like your selfishness has has led to emptiness. It's 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 not even the it's not even attacking you're so full of shit. It's not even attacking you're so this you're so that. It's it's you're not happy at your core. I I I can see it. Um, I think it is really effective, and you know it, I think it helps also that that Darby doesn't come out and talk every single week that it's not he's not like a guy not a guy that we think of as a promo guy he probably talks less than i would guess they they give jungle boy opportunities to talk probably you probably get less darby if you do he's usually recorded or it's like a video or it's like a black and white grainy thing i would say maybe once or twice a quarter um we get darby live mike and they've given him this opportunity three times two or three times in this in this mjf run he's been good in all those situations whether it's just that been better um, than jungle boy or guevara which is what's important to this feud 100 percent. and uh a nice thing uh cormax points out as well it, it is funny that uh sort of he does seem a little more focused on on darby and and even uh jungle boy than he does sammy sort of sammy's like sammy sucks nobody cares uh but yeah listen i i think i think darby is a clear number two and if we're doing if we're yeah. doing a pecking order here i think darby is sort of has the both the back success of like having a championship in this company and really carrying it and making it mean something and um having memorable matches and moments and being a reliable guy and being a guy that can do a, a couple different things and work with a legend and work in tag and work singles um, I think he's a big piece of this company's puzzle, and yep. um, we've seen him fade in and fade out a little bit like Orange Cassidy we've also seen done. I think he's a guy that if, if they do flip the spotlight back on him, um, I do have a lot of faith that he's somebody that you can um, get to run with the ball pretty far downfield. And I think he is Agreed. somebody that um, upper mid card or occasionally an event, like I think he fits and it's never a stretch and you know, has a really unique style that you can sort of see matching up in certain places. And I really do like the way that he looks at MJ after your point. Um, I think it is really effective and allows him to take a unique angle that that nobody has really thought of and also um, forces MJF to be introspective in a way that yeah. he isn't. And it's not it's not easy for him to come up with comebacks to that, right? To, to come back to you're not happy. It's easy to, mm-hmm. easy to come up with comebacks of I'm better than you or um you know sammy is like oh i was beating you until i lost to you um it's a lot harder to what come what if i wouldn't have yeah. lost That's yeah, true. Sean, blaming sean spears for losing it's like all right man well i don't know and most pros can handle that i think but like you know having the like existential crisis is a way to go about it a guy who's completely built on confidence attacking the confidence is a is a really smart way to go about it so i think full points um to darby here who i've really enjoyed in this entire build-up and and have always enjoyed um watching wrestle and uh is Concrete Halloween. I'm not sure if you've seen, if you've seen the, the Tim Robinson sketch. With yes, the of course. <laughs> Concrete Halloween. Uh, Darby Allen. The best. Uh, he also continued on to say that he found the most love in his life when he bought his dad a house or his mom a house and got his dad early retirement. And then he recommends that MJF goes to therapy. MJF spouts off about Sting again. And then it's Sting. Zooms. Mama Mia. Uh, WCW legend Sting is here. Uh, he starts throwing pom-poms at MJF because 
he is Darby Allen's not father, but more like a brother, or you might even say a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. Um, I, di- I didn't like this. I, I thought the throwing of the pom-poms was just immensely stupid. <laughs> just so over the, I'm a cheerleader for him. See, I carry pom-poms around. I'm throwing them at it. I don't know. Um, but then. The Stinger's never been a super strong promo, ever. Like, ever well, until ever. he just gets on the mic and starts shooting zooms, which is what he did next. He says, MJF. You talk about me being uh, Darby's father. What about the Cody daycare? That's right. I said Cody. Oops. Uh, then he goes through his history. Can from the that? surfer to the crow to the joker. World champ. But his showtime is coming to an end. And now it's showtime for Darby Allen, And he lets MJF know, nose to nose, that he promises... Darby will be a W world champion, which I agree with. I, I, don't, I don't know when, but I, I think Darby probably holds that belt eventually. Yeah. I think it's been in the plans from day one. At some point, Darby has his Mick Foley, maybe not quite Mick Foley, but has his, that, yeah. has his hero moment where he overcomes and it all builds up. Um, a, a, a couple Cody's on this show. Sneaky, sneaky. A couple sneaky. Yeah. Cody's. Yeah. A couple, a couple moments of uh, him for sure. Zoops, I want to talk more about the Sting promo here because I saw a lot of people really enjoy it. I saw some people really dislike it. I have some strong feelings too. But before that, I want to see how effective it was with our first of three Keep It or Kickets of the evening. Of course, Keep It or Kick It, a segment where I pull a prompt from my wrestling brain and I ask you, these Zoops, and you, the Brainiacs, in the chat, if you want to keep that item, which means you like it, you love it, you want some more of it, or you want to kick that item, which means you hate it, despise it, and never want to see it again. Here we go, Zoops. This prompt, there's a 15% chance, one five or greater that Darby Allen beats MJF. hot sandwich uh greater than 15 percent chance let's take a look epu it's anfield Grove, danny derosha thomas w and i may have they're all saying kick that s that's four in a row then pace fall gets us back on keep side then it's three more kicks from corvax niblets and quagungeon and juice two keeps from dennis dirty work and irish back 21 kick good friend jay keep Critchy kick VZ uh Castle of Lear. I have a tough time with that name too for some reason. Well, when it's more than one word, you yeah. don't you never know whether anyway. Uh Sever One kicks it, McVander Huge kicks it, Sam Fells kicks it, hi, it's BRL kicks it, C Suppa kicks it. Uh looks like you 
I would say 80, 80% kick. Uh, I was going to say 75, 25, but okay. Yeah. You want to you do me a little dirty. That's what I can. It's 5% difference. 5% difference. Yeah, but, but it feels like a big 5%, doesn't it? 75 or eight. It's like three quarters is still kind of, it's like, oh, you three quarters, you almost split the room when you, you like through a certain, you know, it's four fifths. Anyway. It's like embarrassing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. There's 80, 20 is a abject failure, but I think um, I'm a little surprised. Um, I, I would, I would keep this. Uh, I think I'm, that, I'm, I'm kicking. I think you think zero percent. Yeah, I'm pretty close. Okay, who do you think will beat MJF for the belt? Oh, the chick magnet, CM Punk, of course. <laughs> I think Punk's gonna be tied up with the elite for a while. <laughs> um, I would guess Hangman Page if I had to guess yeah. where this goes. Um, that makes some sense too. Yeah, a good good friend Jake. It yeah. could spell disaster for MJF at Sacrifice. Yes, uh, Sting. I don't know. I, I didn't like the Sting promo as much as some people's dudes. I thought it was good. That was a little long. This whole segment by the end of it, I was, well, we're 35 minutes into the show. Yes. Uh, Sting, I, I liked the, you know me, I can kind of always do without, unless you're really great at it, the work shoot stuff. I don't really understand. Is Cody untouchable for MJF? Like it feels to me I, on the Helwani show, MJF has talked about Cody. I don't know. It just didn't, it doesn't feel like, out of bounds to the degree with which Sting treated it to me. It's like, oh, we can't mention Cody. It's like, I don't think we can. I don't think it's like super taboo. I don't know. Did this hit your ears any different? I didn't and think it was he, bad. I just and even on MJF's side of it, he'd be like, yeah, and now Cody is not here, and I'm the champion. So what do you even? <laughs> it's just not that insulting. How is that different than what you're doing? Like, how is that any different at all? It's exactly what you said you would do with MJ with Darby. So it happened, and he left, and now I'm on top. What are you even trying to get across? Um, yeah, it seemed, it seemed a little bit of a, like, ooh-la-la. I wonder, and yes, uh, VZ saying, that is two years, in, two weeks in a row we've heard Cody's name. I do wonder if there's a little bit of, like, uh, Cody was such a hot-button topic last week at the end of yeah. WrestleMania. Maybe it's like, hey, Cody, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Cody's been a big part of this show for a long time. Possibly? I don't know. Yeah, it makes sense. He was, he was definitely the, the darling of the world that Monday after losing to Roman. Like there were a lot of sees, people, a lot of goodwill will, yeah. in Cody's direction. We saw his face on this show. So, but uh, yeah, I thought Sting had good energy here. He wasn't like sometimes you think Sting is kind of a stale promo or stiff. He definitely wasn't that. He was giving his whole heart. I love him advocating for Darby. I just thought it was a little long and I didn't. Well, Darby was so pointed at MJF. I felt Sting was like, oh, you have a mentor in Cody. So you're a hypocrite making the comparison between Darby and I. It's like, yeah, MJF is a hypocrite. <laughs> no, absolutely. There's no, I think the man would tell you that himself. Yeah, to close it off, a little bit of like why, is, why does he even need to come in and do this was, was sort sure. of my thing. I was like, Darby sort of handled it. Like Darby had a good promo. MJF shot back. Uh, I don't know that it's all that necessary that that, that thing even comes down and, and yep. gets involved. Unless Sting, unless Sting's gonna kick his ass, but like as we all know, sort of even Sting going through his story, like Sting's never been a promo, a huge promo guy, was the best and most over Sting. He didn't say a word for like a year and a half. That again, Oof. so if you remember a couple weeks ago on the on over on the less than Jays and J Zero Patreons, we did a WrestleMania Fallout and Endeavor purchase episode. You remember that? I do remember that. And on that episode, I gave a tinfoil hat conspiracy theory based on no evidence. And here on the program today, I'd like to do the same. Uh, Silas Young is here for his powerhouse Hobbs. And my 
we'll never know conspiracy theory is this was going to be a real match, but the first segment went long. Uh. Uh, because Powerhouse Hobbs just comes out here as a squash match with Silas Young. I don't know. Well, why would they do that to Silas? I see. I had, I, had, I had this as like match of the year shortlist for me. I love a guy like Hobbs just putting his foot in a guy's ass and stomping it out. Yeah. It does seem I, like it would suck, right? It's like I, I, yeah, sort of I, pref- I sort of prefer I sort of prefer that to him having a like back and forth with Silas Young. Frankly, if you ask me which one I'd rather see, I would rather see him squash Silas in, in a second. And it's no shade to Silas Young, but I think the fact that he is not a zero talent, um, yeah. it's like it's like, oh goddamn. You know what I mean? I don't mind that at all if that is the case. Um, I don't know. I feel like if this length of match usually would get a powerhouse Hobbs is in action on the poster. Maybe not. Maybe maybe I'm reading too far into this. Could but be. you're pushing ROH. You put an ROH talent on the show just to get bodied. <laughs> I don't know. We'll never know. But regardless, powerhouse Hobbs does do that. Looks like a million bucks doing it, of course. Uh, he's flanked by all the people from uh, QT Marshall Television, QTV. And... Then, Wardlow is shown backstage. Earlier today, Powerhouse Ops tweeted out photos, magnificent photos, wearing an Exploder Creative Club tee. Okay? You understand how big that is? A Bobby Burrito's tee is in this photo of Hobbs in front of a... Do you know what kind of car that is, Zoops? I'm not a car guy. I do not. Like an American older muscle car, right? Yeah. Yeah. Luxury muscle, if you will. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Sort of like yours truly. And... (laughs) They cut to Wardlow backstage, and what you know it, the Dirty Demon's destroying the car. This guy, Wardlow, I'm not happy to see him, is is destroying a cool car by a guy that I find much cooler. And then Wardlow runs out, and indeed, Zoobs, it is after, oh, sorry, I should say, he destroys the car with a forklift after. And some good forklift handiwork by Wardlow. I know how to drive a forklift. It's no easy task. you got to be, you know, on it. You think he's certified? Forklift certified? Oh, yeah, definitely. I don't think you – to get those the forks through the window – did he raise it? I don't remember. Or were they already at the height? He tipped it. He tipped it. Okay, then yes, definitely, I feel like, right? Yeah, I think so. And although there is uh, – one of my favorite things about Austin, and who knows, Steve Austin could be working, but he always talks about how they just have these machines for me backstage at Rod. Like an hour before, I'd go out there. I'd learn how to drive a Zamboni, a beer truck. Like he's like, I'm, I'm good on machines. And it's like, even if that's just the character, that's great. And uh, no, if that's Wardlow, he's like, oh no, no, put the war, put the the thing in front of me. War dog, you know, yeah. Austin has the cow like a mule. He's always in. Yeah, I, I believe it. I believe that story. If you put it in front of me. Yeah, me too. Uh, Wardlow is now out on the ramp. Pat, Pat Buck is here to help break up these. Pat Buck's on TV all the time. When did what this going on here? Yeah. Pat Buck's always on television. I hate it. Personally. Pat Buck, one of those things where like one day I was supposed to just know who he was. And every day since then, it's been like, oh, it's Pat Buck. And I'm supposed to be like, I missed I missed orientation day with Pat Buck, I feel like. I'm sure plenty of the people in the chat don't know who he is either. He was a coach at Creative Pro, so the school that made MJF and Max Caster. But why I don't like him, and you can listen to my episode of Block Party for more on this is that he was Ryback's real-life manager who ran his social media and stole something I did and blocked me. Pat, fuck. That's what I got to say. Fuck you, Pat. Thank you, Matt. Fuck you, Pat Buck. We're coming Pat, I'll you, say Pat. it right now. Pat, Pat Buck, banned from the show. Pat Buck will never, never guess on this show. You're not invited. No. Hey, oh. 
when you know the, the dirty Yikes. dog walks on. Awkward. Yeah, Awk- is... You know what? Let him in the room. Matt, let him in. <laughs> no. yeah, all right, let him. <laughs> <laughs> oh mercy. Oh, good friend Jake banned Pat Buck. Thank you, good friend Jake, uh, for all of your modding. Uh, but that, that of all, that is so funny. <laughs> Zoops, I, I couldn't be less happy to see Wardlow. And, and and then grouped with that, what the fuck have we done to poor powerhouse Hobbs? Here's a guy standing in front of the car, and he, he couldn't look cooler. And then he comes out. He's surrounded by losers doing a comedy act or go, all the time around everything. And then we put him right back in a feud with Wardlow, ice cold Wardlow, man. I, uh, Powerhouse Hobbs is just so easy to make it to. He reminds me of Claudio back in the day. Remember when you could just never get it right with Claudio for some reason? Sure. I feel that way about Powerhouse Hobbs right now. Like, do less, do less. Let, just look at him. What? <laughs> it's got to be on TMZ and, and run around with these dorks and another feud with Wardlow. I hate it, man. Well, I'm a little softer on this than you are, I think. Nice. Um, not uh, not because of QTV, but uh, it's another situation where I asked them to do something and they did it, so I can't be too mad. Specifically, you mean putting the strap on Powerhouse? No. A couple weeks ago, we were talking about, like, how do we heat Wardlow back up? And I was like, let's, or, or even how do you do the Powerhouse thing? And I was like, let's get some fucking prop spots. Tear some shit down. Do something backstage that's, like, you could clip and show to anybody and be like, that's sort of cool. Uh, clipping a car over with a forklift, I'm cool with. Uh, the the rest of it, eh, it, it, as you said, a little a little weenie, and and it, I think you could just do the car flip, and that could be the end of the segment. Um, yeah, like a guy takes a takes a bunch of metal to a car and smashes it up, and then tips it over the forklift. That's pretty cool to me. I'm not that I'm not that complicated. I just wish it was anybody's car, but powerhouses. You know what I mean? <laughs> of well, all he's... people to get me excited about Wardlow, it's like, wait, he's... you're back at the TNT title scene? Go away. <laughs> Yes, I I will I will give you that for sure. Um, he's just sort of the heel that is yeah. with a bunch of goobers, so it's it's gonna have to be him. Um, You're right. So yeah, just again, it's one of those things where like I asked for it and they gave it to me, so I can I can only be so uh, nose plugged about sort of the surrounding situation to to not be like you know I get that I like seeing stuff get hit with other stuff. Yeah, and, and who doesn't? So t- totally get that too. Uh, a good question here, I think, from uh, who was it? Irish Mac twenty one saying, "Who would be a better pairing for Hobbs?" And he suggests Big Bill. Can I throw a name your way, Zoobs, and get your reaction? Yes, please. Well, recent AEW signee Brian Cage. Yeah, I knew you had to be happy to see Brian Cage back in the in the fold. You're telling me you don't want to watch Brian Cage versus Powerhouse Hobbs? You're crazy. Did they not do, or is that Wardlow? They did. They did a Brian Cage with recently. I don't remember. I watch too much of this stuff. I know. <laughs> it's all check, this, check, check the spread the spreadsheet or the yeah the <laughs> yeah yeah. It's Every single episode of Dynamite is just the same. When at amorphous blob to me. <laughs> <laughs> one one thing. Oh, Dork Pedalone is correct in pointing out they are one for one in car crimes. So that's yeah. you remember we somebody stole Wardlow's gear out of his car. So that's true. Car uh, I hadn't thought and, of that. And uh, Castle of Blair pointing out he did not put the forklift in park before getting out. So probably not. Oh. Probably not certified. Okay, that is cool then. Right on Wardlow. I love that. And Shappy, who always shoots straight, pointing oh, out brother. Uh, Luxury Muscle, a great nickname for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. 
Give, give me maybe six months, Ryan. Give me six months. I'll, I'll be uh, <laughs> maybe maybe another six. You know, I'll be luxury muscle. Uh, let's Chateau Lobby will close us out on this one, saying, "Honestly, so cool that Jeff has the right to the Hardy Boys theme. Can't believe Vince would allow it. Wow, of all things for me to go to the chat thinking that it would be about the segment, it's not about it. Never mind. My bad. Tough, tough, tough to." Tough. <laughs> I was like, oh, just whatever's in the chat, we'll get one more, like, one just, more on air. I'll just read in real time and not check first. Tough, yeah. uh, tough. Because that's my being, bad. That's just you're me being, being you're idiot. being benevolent to read from the chat at all. Frankly, nope. I that's my bad, and I want to apologize <laughs> to you, Matt. I apologize to you as well. I'm sorry. You, you are forgiven. Thank you, my brother. Uh, <laughs> okay, I got a problem. Okay, when we were doing a double dudes last week, approaching the uh, episode. You remember how big of a deal Jay White's debut felt like, Zoob? Do you remember when Jay White debuted last week? So we remember we we were sort of split on this. I didn't feel like Jay White's debut felt like that big of a deal last week. Right. I, so I, I should say, regardless, subjectivity aside, do you remember it was positioned as a big deal on the show? For certain. Wouldn't it make sense to have Jay White do anything more than a pre-taped video package on the week after? Yeah, you would think, right? All we get on this episode from Jay White is a problem which i thought was good him and juice here they have a he brings out some he levels juice a little bit like juice is like sort of the yippy dog a little bit and jay a little more solid but i actually kind of like their dynamic i think it helps them both and maybe helps jay find footing in AEW. they do a promo on ricky starks they say they're just getting started in AEW. well let's hope so man i would have liked to have seen jay white in front of this live audience or, or even in a squash match or something tonight yeah, I think in action would have been would have been my preference. Um, I think the style of promo that you do in New Japan and the style of promo that you do in front of the AEW audience are different, um, subtly but measurably. Um, and it might take him a minute or two to do a bunch of promos in front of the AEW audience and have it be super effective. But I agree with you. A backstage promo where he is on equal footing with, with Juice Robinson um is not it as the chief would say but i think i think he, i think a promo i mean pardon me a, a feud with ricky starks is a great way to get his feet wet a great way to get integrated yeah i would have had him i don't know who is even who is even important to ricky starks right now i would have had him laying some knuckles into somebody that matters to ricky starks yeah yeah i i agree with all of that and i guess you know selfishly i want to just i i would love this show to have another kenny omega or another hangman page and not that jay white can necessarily be in that space immediately but he's been positioned as such in every other company he's been in so look, look, let the wings fly you know so it's what do you think of this from vz i'm of the opinion that jay white should be the one to take the international title off of orange let him hold it through forbidden door and let shenanigans ensue when new japan comes over it's interesting i, I would probably position jay white higher than the international title I think like your first feud tells you a lot about where somebody's going to be on a card, but yeah, that could be all right. I think their dynamic would be good. Like Orange Cassidy could do a lot to piss off Jay White and sort of play into that side of his character, and then best friends help evening out about against Bullet Club. So yeah, there's something there for sure. Uh, chat pointing out that Axe Andretti is somebody that uh, he could beat up. So I take it back. I was wrong. <laughs> I don't want to see that at all. <laughs> <laughs> that one of the first times ever since we wrong on this show. You yeah, called the yeah. tape. You'll never. Oh, there was that one other time he was mistaken, though. That wasn't wrong. He'd, he'd been misinformed. He was mistaken before. Not wrong. That's right. I'm misinformed. Big difference there, being <laughs> mistaken and wrong. I'm mistaken all the time. 
<laughs> Try nail me to the cross for being wrong, you know. I was given bad information. You know what you want. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> I heard it from the zooms. Is what I say. Mistaken me once. Shame on you. <laughs> That's exactly right, Matt. Never said better than uh, Dynamite Matt in the back. Uh, Chateau Lobby saying beards look great, boys. Thank you for complimenting our looks. That's great. I like uh, Scoots Brodo. I don't know about the rest of the comment, but says I agree with Josh. How about that? I agree with Josh. Yep. Yeah. That's what I read as well. Love that. Uh, but that Jay and Juice sort of help level one another out. I did think that was, um, yeah, natural and obvious between them. So glad somebody agrees with me. Jay shouldn't wrestle on TV. He should be like MJF says Torque Penderloin. How's that hit your ears, Zoobs? I would, yeah, uh, that's tough, man. I Because I want to see him. As I, I, I sort of, I want to see how he translates to TV wrestling. Um, maybe, maybe he is MJF in the way that like, if he's on, if he's doing TV wrestling, it's a winter is coming. It's a beach bash. Mm -hmm. It's a themed dynamite for lack of a better word, premium live event. Yeah. I, I think I exactly agree with you and really what, uh, Slack's hitting on event wrestler. You definitely don't get him on every week of television. A couple of the TV specials, you give him one big dynamite match to introduce him to the audience, I think. And then, yeah, I would. You know, as you say that, Zoobs, that's my thought on that. Boy, I'd like to see Jay White and MJF crossing paths. I'd like to see that. Well, they're both heel. What would that interaction be like? Yeah. If you could even build that into something as MJF's turning, I bet those guys would have a, a really interesting dynamic. Yeah, well, you have the, you sort of have the, like, the the canon history that, MJ, that MJF couldn't care less about in Japanese wrestling. He said in every interview he's ever done about wrestling, he's like, I watch everything except New Japan because it's fake. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good to me that's just uh it reminds me of chael son and just saying all the fights in pride were fixed like why are the refs wearing an earpiece <laughs> like it pisses <laughs> off so many people at once dismissive of just the countless people <laughs> fantastic this entire federation is junk to mjf and we love it I, I was doing strobe light, and I, I just realized I'm looking at myself now. I, I didn't turn the red down. I look like a fucking tomato. <laughs> looks sunburned. <laughs> let's let's get that in order. I didn't realize. Do we have any? I don't think we do. Do we have any 30 month subscribers? I don't think we do. Oh, what happens at 30 months? Well, I don't even want to spoil it because I was looking at them. And I was like, I was like, somebody's got to be close. I don't even think we've the... been around 30 months. Well, you would have to be in like November. You have to be in before we officially became wrestling brain, right? Oh, right. Okay, gotcha. I'll say this. I'll say that when somebody gets to 30 months, it's already set up. I didn't even realize. The two and a half year one is already set up. It's wow, I'm pretty, excited. It's pretty good. Oh, I want to know what it is so badly. Oh, well. We move on to the aforementioned international title on the line between Buddy Matthews from the House of Black taking on Orange Cassidy from the Best Friends. Another, we, we really said it all about Orange Cassidy over this magnificent run. Uh, I think, and thank you, the Shappy on the street for 23 months of subscription. That's almost 30 months, dude. boys. That's, what you got? Uh, well, it's a cut. You know, anyway, it'll be 31 day, and everyone's looking forward to that. Thank you Shep, for the um, subscription. Danny Rocha saying Buddy Matthews was fantastic in this match. Well, you know what? Then let's lead off the discussion with our second of three Kibiter kickets tonight. How do you feel about that, Zeus? I love it. Let's kick off the discussion of Orange Cassidy versus Buddy with this Keep It or Kick It. Ready on the music, Natty? It's a very simple prompt. Keep it or kick it. Buddy Matthews. Keep it or kick it. Keep it or 
Buddy Matthews. Um, boy, it's keeps for Sam Fells and Denny DeRosha. It's a kick from Gritchie. It's keeps from good friend Jake. It's kicks from Anfield Road. It's keeps from Quag Legend and Juice and Irish Mac. It is kicks from Cypher One. It is keeps from IMA Have, Torque Penderloin and VZ. It is kicks from Tor from Thomas W. It is keeps from Dennis Dirty Work, Corvax 1266, Castle of Lear, and Paceball. It is big time keep from Hyatt's MRL. They keep from Charlie McGinnis. Uh, people saying we have Kenny Omega at home. They're saying, oh. <laughs> buddy, buddy Matthews, what is this? When I join the show, what not to wear and stand in front of all those mirrors, buddy Matthews, <laughs> buddy Matthews. It is now. Can you take me through the first half of that, Matt? But buddy Matthews. Uh, no, 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 okay. but like, what's the, can you, like, I, I yeah, no, never mind. Why was, why did I even, what were you thinking, I, Zeus? What did I, what did I think? <laughs> you want to have to explain it? Well, I was, I, okay, I, was, you know like, what? Take the buddy, I, I get the Matthews part, was which was all the plural of Matthew, right? He's in the mirrors. Yeah, those are my buddy Matthews. <laughs> oh, Still what not to wear was just, uh, just for a place to have lots of mirrors. Yeah. Oh, I lasered in on that. I still don't get the buddy part of it, I guess. Well, they're like my friends. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You did this, Zooms. You can't look at them. This was you. I just, I was like, I, I got the math. I got the plural Matthews part. I, I get that. I wasn't even there. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. I'll try it again. Buddy Matthews. That's, <laughs> that's what I call when I stand in front of the mirror and see a whole bunch of me. Come sure. on. Sure. I, I would, I might've gone with uh, Buddy Matthews. Who am I? Mitch Marner? <laughs> you know, sometimes you right, everybody. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. So it looks like the chat would like to keep Buddy Matthews around. Um, I've got to change that name, brother. Can't do it. Sorry, brother. Um, it's just not a winning name, it's just not a money making name. Um, in general, listen, he's a guy that at, with the size that he is, um, the weight class, if you will, of guys that he can go in there and look very good against, um, tons of value to me. And uh, I think Orange Cassidy over and over again with um, this kind of guy is a guy that gets good matches out of Orange Cassidy and then Orange Cassidy gets good matches out of, liked the matchup, liked the match. I don't know, though. Something about something about Buddy Matthews, it the, the some of the parts don't eat, add up in the way that they're supposed to for me. I don't know why. I wish I could tell you why. Could I don't you think you're alone why? in that. I, I think he has always struggled to make a connection despite being obviously immensely talented in ring. Although I, I thought the beginning of this match was 
very uh, planned. Lots of looking over your shoulder, waiting for a move. The, they're trying to, and I appreciate it. They're doing the DDT story the whole way through it. Can they hit a DDT who stays down for the DDT? I just, I don't know. I, I don't think there's anywhere near as good as Swerve and Orange Cassidy in the opener. Uh, I, I preferred that by leagues. And uh, I'd be kick on this prompt. I, I don't see it in Buddy. I, I think there's a lot of people you could put in that role in House of Black, and I would prefer. Where, you know what? What's Leo Rush doing? Leo Rush has this character, the Blackheart. Yeah. Leo Rush to come in as the Blackheart. Give give Budster the kick. I'm afraid I'm on fool me once mode with Leo Rush. In which way? You don't like when he retires out of the blue? I, was like, I, think, he, I think he's retired. Oh, oh he's on the retired. Oh, you you're that way with Terry Funk, Zoobs? Uh, no, because he's a lot better than Leo Rush. Whoa, let's not go. <laughs> Crazy for this one, too. Crazy. Uh, let's go backstage. Christian is here with uh, Devil, Road Warrior, eviled up Luchasaurus. Some things have changed. <laughs> is all he says. They, they both stare menacingly into the camera, and I must tell you, Zoobs, I'm all in on this. Uh, me too. Deviled up Luchasaurus. It's easy. It's simple. Similar to the uh, hit a car with other stuff. You mean a big scary dinosaur monster? That's you know. Sometimes you, sometimes you break out the primary colors. You get a nice picture you painted. It it will be terrible for Jungle Boy if this becomes a way more entertaining act than he is. Is it not? Is it not already pretty close to that? No, he, <laughs> said, mean... he said. He said a. He said three words in the last two weeks. But this this is where we were before I this know. went away. We were like, God damn, I this know. act is fucking money in the bank. Holy shit! Think about Christian as a mouthpiece. Think about this giant dinosaur that that is suddenly angry and can do anything and is enormous. Holy, completely agree. The best friends are backstage. I love seeing these guys together. I love seeing them together. Chuck, Trent, and Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy's starting to feel the wear and tear of being on TV every week. And I like that they're taking time to make this known and really put over what a run he's on as Trent goes out of his way to say, how's Orange doing? He's doing great. He's on the run of his life. You've never seen anything like this. And you know what? It's fired up me and Chuck. Come on. Chuck Taylor. Thank you, Deemer316, for subscribing with Prime. The easiest way to subscribe, Zoobs. You get the free subscription. Deemer showing how it's done. Thank you very much. Chuck gets fired up and challenges Aussie Open to fly over from Japan to Minneapolis for Rampage on Friday and put those IWGP tag titles up for grabs. Zoobs, you know, Matt said earlier he was implying fool me once, shame on me. Fool me once, shame on you. But I got to tell you, this is it. Chuck and Trent are finally going to hold gold. <laughs> I never been so sure of anything. They are beating. There's not a guy in Australia that could beat Chuck Taylor in a fight. You couldn't convince me of that. They're not and, not and one. Notoriously a pretty tough crowd over there. I mean, not to me. Sure. You, you, that's Chuck Taylor. We're not oh, talking about fighting I'm, people I'm, like I'm, I'm, Portuguese. I'm giving Chuck even more. You, if you're saying nobody in Australia is tough, that doesn't help Chuck at all. Maybe I'm guarding my heart, Zoobs. Follow me here, right? If I say people in Australia are tough and you say, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hurting you by saying that. No, no. I, I'm, just, I'm just trying to give people an accurate pre-match sort of matchup. Two Australian guys versus Chuck Taylor. I think it, 
I like I I would handicap the best friends about minus four thousand something in that range. <laughs> it reminds me that I wanted to give you, uh, I'll, you know, unless, unless it's something that that is so far off of the interest okay. of the people in our show that I was like, oh, this is a text message. Never mind. I understand. Uh, <laughs> Ethan Page is in the ring, and we are getting uh, Aussie Open versus Best Friends on Friday, and I'm looking forward to that. People should do this more often. It's just like on the show, say, hey, Rampage. The, 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 the perfect sort of people I would tune in for is the best friends match. Great stuff. Uh, what about Buddy Matthews? Says VZ. I, what? In what way? Oh, uh, tough Australians. Buddy, Buddy Matthews is tough. I saw him lose to a fight who, to a guy who says he doesn't care about anything tonight. <laughs> and to me, it looked like Buddy Matthews was given the hardest fight he had. <laughs> That was your example? And the night that I see the guy get his ass kicked? What about Buddy Matthews? How about Rio Volkanovski was Volkanovski That's why he's that Australian was, was guy. Yeah. Because there, there's women from there, obviously, can pick up some wins. Russell Crowe. I, I was going with Volkanovski. Ah, Matt, you're right. You got me to direct some big Russell. There's a guy who <laughs> loves the, to get down. He's the Pope's, freaking, the, world. the Pope's freaking exorcist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Ethan Page is in ring, and I thought this was great. Addressing something that's been all of our minds right out the gate. The firm has had a rough patch. Yes, it has. He says that Matt Hardy and Private Party have sort of caused the ruin of it with Hook laying out Big Stoke. The guns have lost their titles. Nothing's going too well for the firm. Out comes Matt Hardy and Private Party. Zoobs, did you happen to know what Matt Hardy called? Ethan Page tonight. No, lay it on me. Tonight, live on Dynamite. I think for the first time, maybe maybe not for the first time, I think for the first time, he called Ethan Page a hole of the ass. No. <laughs> yes, he did. No. Well, okay. It's, it's Matt Hardy forever. That's, <laughs> you're telling me Matt Hardy, because Rebby raided us that night. That's true. It's true. But, but, okay, the shirt wouldn't exist before he said it out loud. I feel like it could. It could. It could. It, honest to God, it could. Any of it, anybody else on earth, I'd be like, no shot. But honest to God, it definitely could. It could be cart before the horse here. I'll, I'll Google it. Whatever Thank it you. is, bringing it back? Come on. Hole mm -hmm. of the ass. Must Not a coincidence. Not a coincidence. I loved this next segment. As the Blackpool Combat Club here represented by maybe the worst combination of them, uh, John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli. Why can't we ever get Mox and Brian? You know what I'm saying? Brian's uh, not elevated, but he's he's like a puppeteer almost right now. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Uh, they're here to take on Michael Nakazawa and Brandon Cutler, who I must just say played the roles phenomenally tonight. Were Got the exact reactions they needed to in moments. Giant reactions for one or two moves, reversals, things of that nature. Uh, they, of course, they are the BCC. It's a pre-match beatdown. By the time the bell rings, Nakazawa's already gushing out of his damn head as Moxley is basically just taunting on the turnbuckle. It looks like it's just going to be a repeat of last week where Claudio beat up the one boy. Now is going to do the same for Nakazawa. Not so, though. It is sort of Claudio taunting, taking it easy. He can win this whatever he wants until... Nakazawa sneaks a back body drop out of him and tags in Cutler. Claudio is like pissed off that the, that, you know, it's like embarrassing that he even got offense. Tags in Mox, who goes after Nakazawa. 
who does also just take an absolute or a cutler sorry who takes an absolute beating from mox and then ends up tapping out uh it was really good really good stuff all told there zoom i really got a kick out of this did you enjoy it i thought it would flip i thought this would be what happened in uh silence young against hobbs and i thought hobbs silence young would be this right but um it makes sense that they wouldn't just squash them that they would want to like send a message and, and keep them in a match and just bloody them as much as they possibly could um had this circled as like i can't wait to see them pummel these two goobers so yeah i was i was super i'm, I'm super into like the bcc shows up and you bleed because they're here i'm super into that the best uh, totally like what Dennis Dirtwork has to say here. It was an extended squash with hope spots. Amazing. Totally agree with that. Great and just awesome television. Fast Dave pointing out uh, Nakazawa losing his shoes was awesome. Not sure if it was meant to happen or not. Must have been. I bet he has them up way through the foot before the swing. But really great stuff. I agree. And just very easy to get behind this. And then who's there? Kenny Omega. We forgot to cover his video package earlier in the night. Sorry, I was supposed to exit uh, this segment. But there's a Kenny Omega video package earlier in the night where he's very serious stuff, a delivery I really liked, talking about how there's a new Kenny Omega and you want to bleed BCC? All right, we'll do it on your terms. Like, whatever blood you think there's going to be, we're going to give you something way worse than you're imagining. Uh, any thoughts on that Kenny promo earlier? Sorry, Zoops, I glossed over it. I think Kota Ibushi poster in the background. Uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, yeah, good. Listen, I'm obviously a trillion times more of this, Kenny, than golf course, fucking dentist office, you know, obviously. Outstanding. But he said he's not there, said he was at the uh, hospital with Callus. A great line in the promo, by the way, about how Callus isn't a likable guy. There's not going to be a lot of roses or cards around his room. thought that was awesome. Also, holy uh, shit, that gash. Holy fuck. Oh, sh- <laughs> You're not kidding. Holy Kenny Ooh. is here, and the taunting from Blackpool Combat Club will not stand, man. But he's not alone. Behind him, Zoob's back on television. It's the return of the Young Bucks. The elite are reformed and ready to take on BCC, who they chase off through the audience. This felt gigantic to me. I can't fucking wait for this clash. This, You know me, I always shit on six-man tags. This reminds me of the Shield versus the Wyatts, where it's like, yep, I just want to see these six fucking guys get down and the elite win and CM Punk and FTR come out and challenge them uh, at the go home show for Forbidden Door, which is in Chicago. Uh, that'd be great. Simple as. Uh, listen, yeah, and, and again, I have to commend you as I often do. Um, you you are not somebody who trenches in on something and refuses to change it, right? Somebody mm-hmm. who was more trench would be like, I hate seeing the Young Bucks and the Young Ugh. It's it's a heat it's a heated up rivalry. Uh, it, it, they seem like they hate each other. They seem like they want to fight. Uh, it was a big moment. They got a big reaction. It's gonna be sick. Like it's gonna be it's gonna be sick. It, 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 like your feelings on six mans aside, like this combination of six guys is top of the top of the top. It should be off the wall. Like uh, 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 you know, insanely good. I assume it will be insanely good. The bar is. <laughs> unbelievably high for this uh, and i expect them to deliver on it because why wouldn't they when when have they not so yeah it's gonna be super hype i'll go even a step further and say that just outright the pairing of both young bucks and claudio in a match together is 
he might be the best guy imaginable for what they want to do. Just a tower who can catch them, send them where they need to go. A lot, a lot to like in all those matches. Mox and Kenny, of course, one of the great rivalries in all of AEW. Let them run back the explosive de- barbed wire death match one day. That's what I say. Yes. Awesome segment. And now, Zoob, some plugs. Everybody loves those. What's going on oh, yeah. on Less Than Jays Patreon, Zoob? over at patreon.com slash less than Jays. Of course, everybody knows baseball kicked off. There was a Jays game tonight. Well, what's going down over there? Season's on, baby. Let's get it. Uh, we're having a great time over there. Um, I mentioned before uh, sort of my, my my 40 days builds a habit, and my, my habit was going to be coming downstairs and recording half an hour podcast every day throughout the month of March. And I got to say Amazing. it's stuck. Amazing. Um, we've, we've been running our regular episodes every week. We do uh, extended. So you get an extra 15 to 20 minutes on the Patreon. We extend the episode out. We do more personal stuff. We do a full mailbag every week on the Patreon, as well as um, keeping track of something this year called Market Down Games. 162 games. You can things can get lost in the shuffle. Some of the games don't mean a whole lot, and some of the games, oh! fe- some of the games feel like they mean a ton. So we have turned it over to the audience. Uh, let us know when they are playing a market down game. A market do, down game. Market down. Uh, if they do, we'll jump on and do a, an extra episode. Um, we'll do a little solo Love review that. of that game. Jake did one while I was sitting here. Jake did one um, half an hour ago. Twelve. Just a twelve minute recap. Of tonight's game because they won in extra innings. They did a big comeback. I did the home opener yesterday. Um, we did the Sunday game where they came up against, came back against the Angels. Tons of fun, having a blast. Uh, love talking baseball. Um, can't say enough about the headspace that I am in in doing podcasts right now and sort of um, creating content. You've been incredible. We've have had you on th- four times in the last month and a half. Uh, we talked WrestleMania. We talked UFC, two, uh, 285, 286, and 287. We're going to do 288. Uh, I have six fighters in our fantasy league on 288. You believe that? That rocks. <laughs> your, your serotonin is just going to be. I have five you're, fighters in the, the main fight, card. After the fight, you're just going to be, oh, how am I going to go to bed? I have five fighters in the main card plus uh, Steamroller Favola in the uh, prelims. But, do you have any guys um, fighting each other? I had I that do. this week. I have uh, I have Andrade is fighting uh, Andrade is fighting for the third time in five months on my team. Anyway, um, yeah, you've been around. You've been on you've been on the Patreon four times in the last month and a half. We're doing UFC. We're doing um, two to three Blue Jays uh, a week. It's been a, it's been an absolute blast. I love talking ball. And again, I can't say enough about sort of um, the 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 healthy mindset that I feel towards all this stuff. That I was I'm so happy um, to really, hear that really struggled with last year and sort of like feeling I was losing my place and then I was fading into the background and that nobody cared what I had to say. And then sort of, um, you know, you got to put the, you got to put the work in, you have to, you have to, you have to prove your value and show your metal and mode for skulls right now. I'm out to fucking prove that uh, there isn't a better post game show out there for blue Jays coverage. And I believe that firmly in my heart. Um, I'm sure that's only, true. I only bet anything want, that's true. Uh, only want more. And, and, you know, sort of, I'm sure you've gone through this as well um you have the push and pull we want this show to be as big and big and great as it can but uh, more importantly to me is making sure the people that are paying for the content people that are yeah. already in they're getting uh, their money's worth and getting great stuff and 100 uh, committed to that and basically just treating that patreon like uh, my daily this is what i want to make this is what this is what i'll get and people have been really receptive so i really appreciate it patreon.com slash less than jays uh, we have beer promos right now. You get a free koozie with Left Field Brewery. All kinds of cool stuff going on. So if you're a baseball fan, that is the place to be. My only problem with it, Zeus, is the name. Because it sounds like you're giving more value than the damn Jays. That, that's what it sounds like. 
Patreon.com is more than the Jays uh, in value. Just a little play on words with the with the ska band. Okay, great. Uh, over at Patreon.com slash J0SHD, I'm currently working on my next series. That'll drop, I believe, the f- first week of May. Uh, but for now, 85 episodes of uh, Wrestling Brain, tons of series there. Howard Stern Month, Shootopia, uh, ACW Month, lots of uh, hits, the favorites. Everything's fine there. Patreon.com slash J0SHD as well. Your $5 a month gets you into my Discord where the greatest wrestling chat on earth is going down day in and day out get in there patreon.com slash j0 shc and finally you heard tons of the great music on this channel out the gate you've heard the sound alerts all night we really appreciate everybody's support it's uh yeah some weeks it just hits so nice and uh, tonight it's really hitting nice we needed this show this week and if you want it to sound like this it's all matt prince Mr. Matty Pie on Twitter at Mr. M A T T Y P I E. He can do anything you need for your project songs, voiceovers. I don't know if you need sound alerts, but whatever audio needs you need, voiceovers, uh, reach out to Matt. He can absolutely help you. And uh, he has, and lots of projects sound great. Less than Jay's has a bunch of Matt stuff on it. Every piece of music on that show is Matty Prince original. And people went nuts when I dropped the new. Uh, off topic song people were like this is the funniest thing i've ever heard and i was like we'll i was like the dude i gave him ze- i gave him zero prompts and he gave me like an unbelievably good song and i i don't it sounds think... like prime nirvana i swear to god this is <laughs> i swear be... to god you heard you were like <laughs> wow that's really good and i was like i'm gonna guess that took matt 15 minutes max this is gonna sound so prudish so i apologize to everybody but i genuinely believe this Unless you've been in a bunch of bands, it's hard to even understand how good Matt is at this stuff relative to other people. Like, he makes it look so easy and in such quantities. So reach out to him. Less than Jay's Wrestling Brain. We all use it, Mr. Matty Pie. And now, Zoops, let's close out Dynamite as we go backstage. Swerve is joined by Prince Nana and Brian Cage who are to believe are the two new members of the Bogle affiliates? Is that what we're to take away from this? Yeah, or vice versa. He's in the kingdom. Yeah, they're, they're, they are now affiliated and associated. Yeah. Which, Swerve and Cage, that's major, a... Major upgrade. Major upgrade. We, you, I know you're a huge Brian Cage guy, and I have been soft to accept that into my light, life, but... You pair him with Swerve. Now we are making a gumbo, my friend. Now we have some beans in the chili. Now we have turned <laughs> up the heat. We do have some beans in the chili. Oh, official mogul, officially the mogul embassy. Thank you, Bobby Burritos. Well, what's his Exploder name? Exploder yeah. best shirts in the game. Wearing my Misawa one right now. Um, give him a follow. And yeah, I, I liked Trench and Parker, especially like optically and how they fit into that world. But yeah, as an upgrade, Brian Cage is a much better fucking pro wrestler than those two guys combined, doubled and tripled. And it seems more and more, as much as I thought I was totally bought in on the hype, that Parker Boudreaux just might not have it. There's been two companies now that have just seen him wrestle, even pretty limited, and been like, okay, not really there wrestling wise. And I sort of get it, but he just feels like a guy you could bring along. But maybe when you've got Brian Cage, when you've got Powerhouse Hobbs, when you've got Wardlow in your company i sort of get it i suppose and you could just sign shane mercer whenever you wanted and should yeah pretty i'm, I'm i was very glad to see that um brian cage had resigned. i think Me too. um i think i think he does have a ton of value in the company and i think this is a great 
great partnership. I'm very happy. You know, sometimes I can be critical of a one Tony Khan. Him not signing John Gargano, but signing Brian Cage is like the exact fine line that has my respect. <laughs> that is an attuned fucking wrestling brain. That is... Because you, you you could go yeah, one way I... there. You know, you're, oh, here's the, the dinky guy dressed as Iron Man. You, get him. Yeah. Knows. Man, uh... Thank God, Johnny Gargano isn't on this show. I think that I think, I think that I think that all the time. And I know that's mean. I know that's maybe that's mean. And I try not to be a mean person for people who are living their dreams. I I get down on my hands and knees and I thank God, Johnny Gargano is not on this show. I don't mind being mean. Me too. <laughs> not for me. Maybe he's somebody's tastes. Not yeah, maybe. It was a freakazoids. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I, I one of my favorite matches literally of the last, like, 20 years is Andrade Almas. Or, uh, sorry, Andrade and Gargano, so. Ah, uh, well. The resistance to not signing Gargano was, in hindsight, perfect to sever one. That's right. And Scrooge wrote a confirming. They are no longer mogul affiliated. I think Johnny was ever, only ever using it for leverage. I think he wants to go back. He, he always wanted to be in, yeah. tri in Triple Hunters. Big you time. know, it was great. I saw him say... Oh, we haven't even begun to explore the depth of DIY on the main roster. I was like, Hell yeah. everything about this sentence is shocking to me. <laughs> yeah, the main roster, famous for <laughs> digging deep into lore. Boy, those two. Do anyway. it yourself. That's what their tag team name was. <laughs> Great name, yes. guys. Not for me, Zoobs. They got lots of good matches, but. Yeah, listen, they're like. Yeah, we're we're sidetracking hugely. Do you like the I like I enjoyed the like the origin of the DIY thing, the losing in the tag team classic and the joining together and the breaking up and the feuding. I thought that was great. It's everything else about Johnny Gargano that I'm just like, this is this could not be less made for my tastes. Very melodramatic. But very successful also. Can't can't deny that he is very over it and people love him. So there you go. Sure. Now a tag match at Sky Blue and Riho. Sky Blue who who has wrestled more on Dynamite this year than Sky Blue? No kidding. Uh, and Rio taking on Ruby Soho and Tony Storm. I liked this match. I thought it was kind of clear that Rio was the best wrestler in this match, which sure. I maybe wouldn't have guessed. I thought every moment that Rio was in this match was for the betterment of it. Her selling is so effectual. She got, not. I don't want to say she got a lot out of Ruby Soho, but and it was on the outside of the ring, not my favorite area to be wrestling, but I did actually think that Ruby and her brawling and beating up and back onto the apron, I thought, oh, that was really good and smooth. So big shout out to Rio, and I enjoyed this match. There's still, there is just this unfamiliarity with the roster, and you could feel it. Like, I don't know if you're maybe trying to do too much. Do you need to have Sky Blue and Ruby Soho here? Like, I don't know. You, I think you probably don't, and I know everybody wants screen time and, and tag matches help that, but I think that showcasing the top of your roster and bringing other people along in different ways might be to the betterment of just showcasing the division. Because like this match was never going to get to where Swerve and Orange did in the opener. Just wasn't. There's not enough good wrestlers in this match for that to happen. And that ends up creating a disinterest over the long term. Whereas Riho versus Tony, I think even seeing that on the poster and in execution, you and I both go, oh yeah, I'm up for that. I want to see sure. that. 
Sure. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that's fair. Uh, I think Sky Blue is somebody that they are very clearly like feeding reps to and yeah. just being like, get better every week. And I think she is. Like, I think she is getting better every week. But I agree with you that it's probably better served as Riho, Tony, one-on-one, the people that we're most interested in. I think you cannot... Again, this falls back to the car being flipped. This falls back to a bunch of stuff. Like, I asked for more Riho on the show, and they've been giving it to me. So yeah. that is good news. Absolutely. Um, so I'm I no complaint there. Fully agree. And that is the main takeaway. And then it's main event time. My favorite wrestler in human history, Keith Lee, taking on Chris Jericho. Yeah, man. Uh, here they are. <laughs> Is it safe to say, Zoobs? I think it's safe to say, but tell me if it isn't. That on paper, this is a very weird matchup. Certainly. Tough to predict how it would even look, what Chris Jericho can do to Keith Lee, vice versa. Um, Man, I I had a a real easy time getting into this. Keith Lee is something special, man. It is. But here, can I depress you right out the gate? Of course. I looked up on our Twitter feed when Keith Lee not debuted but had his first match on Dynamite. Is that sure. keep it or kick it? Keith Lee will hold the AEW World Championship at some point as one of the three. Mm-hmm. What do you guess? And I didn't do exact math on this, but roughly what do you think the split was in terms of keep him as world champ? 80%? Yeah, I, something in there. 70, 80. M- much more keeps than kicks. We don't need to run it, but if we were to over, you know, it was ne- in next Wednesday's Keep It or Twi- Kick It over on our Twitter account at Wrestling underscore Brain, I, I don't, I think it would probably be more kicks than keeps, right? If you ask me what I think, instead of asking me Keep or Kick, if you ask me what, what do I think the percentage odds are of that happening? Right. I would say like 35 to 40. Yeah. I said, that's like there's a shot. You, you can build a world. Do I think it's going to happen? Yeah, I err on probably not. I just, I don't know, man. Something about the gray hair. Obviously, I'm a gray hair advocate. Yeah, you play, gray. play gray. But I just, it's kind of obvious to me that he is a special wrestler. Am I, am I, Jericho's obviously great. And I'm sure it was bringing Keith along. But you got to be able to do something with Keith Lee. You've just got to. And now there must be backstage reasons that there is. Because two companies have decided not to, despite sort of putting him in big spots at one point. But gosh, man, when it comes to wrestling, he's like, I almost forget about him sometimes. Even though I, in the tag team with Swerve, we thought they were so magnificent together with Swerve in our glory. Keith Lee can just rope me in, in a way. Yeah. You and I both love heavyweight wrestling, right? Totally. And Keith Lee brings heavyweight wrestling, but then he can also do moonsaults and spiral taps and the giant leapfrogs. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm with you there in that, like, I'm starting to get wary in general of, like, how can you not turn Keith Lee into a star? It's like, well, people have been managing to do it. Like, it's, yeah. it's people are doing it somehow, somehow some way. There's something, right? of all, Somebody is managing to not do it in two different companies, including one we trust a lot and one we don't trust at all. Um, I I lay out uh, full hope that I do think he has it, right? He has the he has an undefinable thing. You are totally right that like he is a unique. There's no there's no guy like Keith Lee that is that is Keith Lee only a little bit worse or Keith Lee only a little bit better. And a lot of guys do have that person where it's like 
the high flyers, right? As much as you like Vikingo, it's like, oh, you, you could maybe also like Commander. You could also like Dante Martin at some point. Uh, on and on. These guys are all incredibly talented, but if the, if the one guy doesn't work, there's another dude you can go to. That's right. I don't see a second Keith Lee anywhere on Earth. Brian Cage, maybe, right. but like it's not no. even really, it's not even really close. No, right? It's not right. even really close, but um, I think that's a ton of value. I think that's really important. And I do believe in it all clicking together someday. It, it, I don't know how old Keith Lee. How old is Keith Lee? Oh, that's a good question. Should we let's guess? I'm gonna uh, say I'm gonna say 45. Yeah, guys are always way older than you think, hey? Yeah, he's 30, he's 38. He's 38. So plenty of time. Wow, Keith Lee and I are sort of peers. Yeah. That's 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 when I read the when I read the age, that's that was the first thought in my head as well. Basically peers. <laughs> Basically peers. We're in league. I wanted Chris Jericho to take a spirit bomb so bad in this match. I knew we were never gonna get it, but they teased it twice. I was like, if Chris Jericho takes a spirit bomb, I will come unglued. I, I just really think you could do something with Keith Lee. Whether it's in a tag, if there is something going on health-wise or something, and he doesn't he can't work the big singles mains, get him back in a tag team with somebody and give them a run. Cause he's great. He's uh, Bobby does there in the chat saying he's an attraction wrestler. He is. He just absolutely obviously is to me. And him looking old now rocks. I love the gray hair and beard and being the strongest dude ever. It's just yeah. a great act. And then he can also jump so high. Athletic is all get out and spin kicks. Like I, it's just right there for the taking. It's a little weird. I still think the promo he's being himself but there is a disconnect with the in-ring but i i would if i were managing keith Lee, as i steer into that be like do something have somebody slap you before you go into the ring where it's like you're becoming the other guy you whatever limitless takes over when you're in the ring do something with that where outside the ring oh yes indubitably and then inside the ring this dude is a freak he can fly he can throw he can slug he's charismatic as all get you do it all man and you gotta be able to figure this out you just have to yeah yeah he's the first hero ishii bobby Rudos, what if i told you that happened in rev pro and you really need to go watch ishii i'm not joking brain buster keith lee yeah we, get the, we gotta get that on like a like a full-size ring though like a playpen you get in the indies <laughs> <laughs> this guy's he still thinks everything's ring of honor 2002 he thinks oh, i see some of these i see some of these clips and i go oh my sam sleeps in that that's cool <laughs> my son <laughs> i thought you were gonna say sam could even sell more tickets to oh uh, yeah well you know <laughs> oh man uh highly recommend watching that match people happy to see it in the chat absolutely yeah go check it out it's, a, it's going to deliver on what you think it is and in I fact i think that brain right. buster is in the wrestling brain live highlight video that opens the live shows there you go well the only uh, one that is that's right zoobs i will let everybody know this week we will be telling you on our twitter at wrestling underscore brain how you can get tickets to wrestling brain live too it will go out first to those on our pre-sale list you got to be on that list if you want to come. We're honest to God. I'm not joking. This isn't like a sales thing. We, what would you say, Zoobs? 85% sold out just on pre-sales? Let me literally do the math right literally now. Literally do the math. Um, but it's I not just responses, right? Because some people are answering for two people, for three people. You know, I'm doing the total 84% of the tickets. If everybody who's signed up for pre-sale buys, 84% of the tickets are already gone. 
So that's on our Twitter. Uh, if you want to come, it's going to be uh, the Saturday night, seven to nine at Taco Taco in Toronto. It's going. We're going to be in Caris, well, or sorry, not Carisdale, Kensington. Afterwards, we'll be hanging out all night. It's it's going to be a night for the ages. Come on out, Matt. You're even going to be there. It's going to be awesome. I sure am. I mean, if that if that doesn't sell some tickets, I don't know what it is. So get on there. Uh, can't wait for that zooms. What what a night that's going to be. What a weekend it's going to be. And that'll do it for our dynamite review. Gone top to bottom. Uh, push Keith Lee. Good job, Chris Jericho. Oh, I didn't even mention Swerve Strickland does run out in a balaclava. Cost Keith Lee the match. We're finally going to get the payoff to that. I'm telling you, I can't wait for Swerve Strickland versus Keith Lee. I don't care that they both lost tonight. I can't wait for that match. Yeah, geez. Finally. This was the hottest thing going six months ago. Hottest thing. You're dead right. Well... Thank you, everybody, for listening to the AW Dudes tonight. That will do it for our Dynamite review. We will now transition. Zoops, do we want to say goodnight to you? Uh, Yeah, probably should. Let's say goodnight to these Zoops. Anything you want to throw to the people before you get out of here, Zoops? I think this is the last show in this space. I think I'm I think I'm pretty sure this is getting torn down either tomorrow or Sunday. That feels kind of big. Wow. Crazy, right? Yeah, that's, that's a legendary space. I don't know if this will work, but... You can't even tell you how much um, like this is this is an illusion oh, that this is wow. this, this is a very small section of my basement. It is not illusions, Michael. You're like, oh, what a cool room. It's like, no, this is about four feet. <laughs> that is. I love that. Yeah. So this is all getting torn down. It'll be a room. I'm going to have an office at the back. Um, no idea where I'm going to do my podcasts from for the next five or six weeks, but we will figure it out. Yeah, we will figure it out. With the Zoobs and for the Zoobs, I will say to him, thank you again, big brother. Love and energy. Night, bud.